0: everyone, welcome to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We invite you to join our mission to love like Jesus, and you can connect with us on social media or visit our website, csvineyard.org. Now for this week's talk, brought to you by co-lead pastor, Amos Grunendike. And his father. And he invites community, and then it pours out into what what we would all describe as pretty charismatic ministry. Wherever Jesus goes, this crazy thing happens. Well, first of all, people often get angry <laughs> or like, if, like the religious people get angry or they, they like, they something opens up in their hearts, but then there's miracles and there's healings and demons get cast out. And this is part of following Jesus. This is part of what Jesus did. You can't read the New Testament and not read things like we did in Luke chapter six, where it says, crowds gather and they came to hear him, but also, this is verse 18, be healed of their diseases. Those troubled with evil spirits were healed and everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everybody. And so part of what it means to be in the vineyard is that we believe in this stuff we believe in the supernatural we believe in miracles we believe that god speaks and we believe that god heals and then the next thing that happens here of course is that jesus begins to proclaim the message of his kingdom and he begins with god blesses you who are poor for the kingdom of god is yours and so it's proclamation but with power that's what that's what I mean by the charismatic. There's power and there's proclamation, but it's flowing out of this place of friendship or union with God. I, I put together a little chart, and it's different than the chart that you would have seen last May, but I, I think it kind of helps show that, you know, it's not just that the charismatics like to pray or like to hear the voice of God, but it's not just that the contemplatives um, care about The spirit—it's—it's that there's different ways that we access these different uh, expressions, and so if if we're just boiling it down to to kind of the, the core element, the contemplative side of what I am drawn to is friendship with God. That's what Jesus is cultivating with his Father when he goes to pray, and you see that it is his his relationship with God the Father that fuels and energizes his entire life in ministry. Whereas the charismatic would emphasize the power of God. Um, we've been talking a lot about worship uh, over the last month. We just came out of a worship series. So I wanna spend a little more time on this, but uh, in the vineyard we have different movements or different types of songs that come through. And one of, the, one of the things that really marked early vineyard music, like if you go back into the 90s and listen to some of those albums, they were songs of intimacy. Songs that include "I love you, Jesus," not just "Great not just a, "A Mighty Fortress is our God," but I, I want you to come and change my heart and make me holy. And, and there's a lot of uh, "Use" because we're singing to Jesus, and a lot of "Come and meet me," and do something in my heart, change my heart, oh God. Right? These are songs of intimacy, but also in the vineyard, we're charismatic. And so there's songs of exaltation, there's songs of power, there's songs of jubilation. And I'll just, I wanna reread part of a quote that I uh, read from John Wimber a few weeks ago. Can we put that up? As we pass through phases of worship, we are headed toward one goal, intimacy with God. Expressions of love, adoration, praise, jubilation, intercession, petition come forth from one's heart. Jubilation is that heart swell within us with which we want to exalt Him. And the heart of worship is to be united with our Creator. And so I, I took a look at the worship set uh, from that we're going to sing here in a minute, and you can kind of see how the songs kind of fit into one or the other category. A lot of songs actually have a mixture of both, but like we're gonna sing a song called I Speak Jesus. And this is, an exaltate, is not an exaltation song, but it's a like, I speak Jesus, and there's gonna be like with that name, there is power and there's healing and there's freedom, and there's God's gonna do something, right? That's the charismatic expression. And then there's, a, now I forget, what, what's next on the song set? Worthy of it all. Worthy of it all. That's an exaltation song, like this is, you are worthy, from you come all things, to you go all things, you're worthy of it all, to you be the glory. Um, set a fire in my heart is the next one. This is so convenient that it's here on your keyboard stand. <laughs> you know, my brain's a little fuzzy. Is anyone else having that today? You know, post-nasal drip, fuzzy brain. Uh, set a fire has, there's no place I would rather be. What kind of song is that? And here in your arms, set a fire down in my soul. I want more of you, God. That's a song of intimacy. And finally, you are mighty. You are holy. You are awesome in your power. You have risen. You have conquered. That's exaltation. That's that's like our charismatic piece, or like uh, we've been singing a song recently called "Jesus Beautiful." Jesus Beautiful. That's actually that's an exaltation. That's about His character. But we sing a lot of songs that say, I love you, come. You've you've spoken to my heart. Intimacy. And so in this thing that is so precious to the vineyard, uh, we see both contemplative or intimate moments and charismatic or more expressive exaltation moments. Let's go back to this. Uh, like both contemplatives and charismatics, they love the Bible, right? We love the Bible. But if I come to the Bible with a more contemplative, a t- a more contemplative posture, I'm maybe doing a Lectio Divina. I'm, I'm just reading the same phrase over and over. I'm centering myself on the love of God, trusting that as I, as I sit, reminding myself that I am in God's presence, that there will be a transformation in my heart. And so as I read the Bible, I'm not doing it for information. I'm doing it out of love. Uh, and for a charismatic, this is not wrong. This is also true. I'm looking for inspirational truth, right? And, and so you can, you can see even in this little phrase, God blesses you who are poor, or in Matthew, it's those who are poor in spirit, for the kingdom of God is yours. Like, as, if we read as a charismatic, we're like, all right, let's go do something about this. Like, let's go, let's go be with the poor. And as a contemplative, you say, I'm poor. I'm spiritually bankrupt. I need you, God. I'm gonna rest in your love. And so we both read the Bible. And in the vineyard, we read the Bible both ways, right? Um, The way we love each other, it's a little bit different. In the vineyard, we listen and we pray big prayers. A contemplative shows love by listening. Some of you guys are great listeners. And some of you guys are great at praying big prayers. But if you look at the Vineyard Prayer Model, again, second session next week, if you have not done it, please do it. There's moments where we listen to what the person is saying. There's moments where it's quiet, where we're trying to get a sense of what God is doing. And so one of those, we, we let silence do the heavy lifting sometimes. We wait we don't fill our prayer time with words. There's like a, a contemplative space to it. And then there's the, in Jesus' name, be healed. There's this belief that God will come in power and do a miracle, and he doesn't every time. But we are responsible to pray, and he is responsible to heal or to meet people the way that he would, you know? Um, and that's a, that's a, I mean, just kind of as a little aside, I think the contemplative pieces of our identity are drawn toward people's grief and pain and can sit with people and our the charismatic pieces of our identity are like rooted in like faith and hope and and the belief that God's kingdom can break through at any moment and that that's that both both those pieces are part of who we are how does the spirit work through miracles for the charismatic through formation that like who we're becoming and you see throughout the new testament how jesus is always calling people to reflect on the state of their heart and to repent and to change and to love and to like in 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 the words of the uh the words of paul like to be full of love, joy, peace, and hope. Or in the in the words of the prophecy from Ezekiel, like the ways of God are going to be put into our hearts because the Spirit will come and change those heart hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. That's the work of the Spirit. It's formation. And it's also the work of miracles. The posture of a contemplative is peace. If you meet a contemplative, they're like, oh, I feel calmer now. And if you meet a char- someone who's a little more charismatic, you're feeling like, oh, I'm feeling a little fired up. I'm feeling some passion. And you see in the person of Jesus how powerful it is when those things come together because Jesus isn't drawn or driven by something, the next big exciting thing that's gonna happen or he doesn't you know, get louder necessarily when he prays. He prays simple prayers. But he's described as someone who is meek so he has this power, but it's restrained. He's got this center of gravity that you're not wondering, is this guy trying to impress me? What's, he's he's going a little over the top, like no, no, no. There's a gravity to the person of Jesus. He's He's put his life, he's even ordered his life in a way that starts with the presence of God, starts with solitude, starts with silence, starts with his relationship with god the father and moves toward ministry moves toward healing moves toward proclamation um how does god speak in whispers through movements of the heart for the contemplative and through the prophetic or do you know what wham is Have anybody had a whammo moment so like one of the things that i've personally experienced that we don't we don't try to like we don't make it a a litmus test for whether or not your faith is genuine or not here, okay? Like, but some of you have had experience where someone has prayed for you, and you're like, you can't hardly stand. You felt a weight. Or I've actually had it before where I go, wham, and someone prayed for me, and I fell on my back, and it was like there was electricity going through my body. Now, not everybody here, again, has had that experience, but sometimes God shows up that way, and it's exciting, and it, and maybe scary, but God's, getting our attention he's he's letting us know that he's here and that he's he's doing something right um this is this is like god can speak to us in both ways and we welcome both ways and we're not going to put god in a box to only do one or only do the other way and finally how do we how do we get there like what is the way of living for the contemplative and spiritual practices and for the charismatic, it's experiences. So, like, we have a lot of conferences at the Vineyard, uh, like, around the country. And if you go to a conference, you're probably hoping for an experience that God will meet you in a particular way. Say something big. Change the trajectory of your life or, or f- feel. And uh, as contemplatives and it, as we see Jesus doing, there are other ways, like through spiritual practices, we're going to keep taking communion. We're going to te- keep spending time in solitude. We're going to keep uh, reading our Bible. Maybe it's, it's doing an examine. So in, in the vineyard, we both say, how's your soul? That would be contemplative. And come Holy Spirit. That would be charismatic. And as we look at the life of Jesus, we see just how important um, this dynamic is the contemplative and charismatic dynamic. So if you still have your Bibles open, I know it's been a while, flip one page over to chapter five, verse 16. We see here, again, there's, there's hints that this is a pattern of Jesus' daily life. Luke five, verse 16, it says, Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness to pray. He goes by himself. He has a habit of spending time uh, with God. If you flip back another page, Luke 3, verse 21, it says, one day when the crowds were being baptized, I think this this is, yeah, this is John the Baptist. Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened. As he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Like this is a pretty charismatic experience. It's like Jesus having a vision or heaven is open, like the, the space and time break and rip so that God's spirit comes and descends on him like a dove and a voice comes from heaven. And it's out of this place of prayer. If you flip forward past chapter six into Luke chapter nine, you see some similar dynamics. Luke chapter nine, verse 18 it says one day Jesus left the crowds to pray alone. Now this next part is funny. Only his disciples were there with him. <laughs> so he's alone and his disciples were there. But it's, it's, a, it's a clear example of his disciples maybe were around, he stayed connected to his community, but he was also creating space for God to meet him. And I know that the person of Jesus, I'm not saying that we don't believe that Jesus is God, but like God, is meeting Jesus, his son, incarnate. He's a, Jesus is also human and needs this kind of, the same relationship we need with God. If you jump down to a few verses, that's uh, Luke 9, 28. It says, about eight days later, Jesus took Peter, John, and James up on a mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white. And two men, Moses and Elijah, appear and begin talking with Jesus. Here's another moment where almost in a contemplative space, there's a charismatic experience. Anybody ever had that happen? I'm here by myself, and there's like, I think God just spoke to me. That wasn't, that doesn't sound like my brain, or like I feel, I feel numb all over. Or I don't know what just shifted, but something inside me shifted. This is the way that God, these are the ways, I shouldn't say the way, these are the ways that Jesus comes to meet us today through both moments of intimacy and exaltation, through moments of reflection, through uh, intentional formation, To try to train our hearts to turn toward god that takes a long time that takes support that takes weeks and months and years and sometimes in a lightning bolt god will change us and in the vineyard we say yes more both what are you saying to me god We trust that you're speaking. What are you doing in me, God? I'm I'm in it for the long haul, would love to see a miracle. Can I pray for you? Like one of the things we say in the vineyard is, can we pray for you right now? And we pray for the miracle, but we care for the person. This is part of who we are. This is what it means to be a contemplative charismatic. It's, It's left foot. Right foot, left foot, right foot. Walking this out for a lifetime, not standing on one foot hopping for a week or hopping for a weekend. It's a lifetime journey with Jesus. And so to use another metaphor, in the if you're thinking of a fireplace, it's gonna get cold, but I'm, I'm from Iowa originally. You wanna know what cold is, just check out the forecast. The high I think today is negative six there high, the wind chills overnight got into the negative 30s, so it's not so bad. (laughs) But uh, I I grew up, and I would say our primary source of heat, we had, you know, we had HVAC. It's not like we're out in the far boonies, but like we had HVAC, but the warmest place in the house was, we had this big iron fireplace, and there were moments where the the flames would ignite, and it was beautiful, and it was bright, and there was like, it was hot. Like the fireplace was really hot at those, in those moments. Like that's the charismatic experience that's part of what it means to relate to God. But then overnight, you know, if you weren't, if you weren't constantly f- fueling the fire, what would happen? It would burn down and there would be this, this ember glow. And sometimes... I mean, it was always, it was enough. It was enough for the next day when it was fed to to spring back to life. But it continued to give off warmth. And sometimes you wouldn't even be able to see that there was life in the fire because it was covered by ashes. And that's where some of you are right now. I'm in the middle of a cold day in my heart. I'm grieving. I'm sad. I'm depressed. But I'm not. I'm not dead, God is still with me and I will, I will stay faithful and I will continue to turn toward him even if I don't feel the flame because it's, uh, this was true, John Wimber would talk about this, uh, but, but it's just true over the course of history, like um, we're not in it only for the experience. Like we love the experiences when, when they come, but God is worthy of worship because of who he is. And our life, our faithfulness need not be dependent on feeling warm fuzzies warm fuzzies, or, or like tingles or, or anything else because our, our life with God is based on love. First of all, his love for us. And as, as he loves us, we return that love to him and we can show it to each other. Thanks again for listening to the podcast of the Vineyard Church, Chester Springs. We hope you share this with your friends and family and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.